Hi, I'm Cassandra Siebels, the 2022-2023 president of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Hi, Brittany. I'm so happy to be with you. Um, if you don't know me, and when I say that, I say that to all the listeners. This is Kat Reynolds. I'm in my ninth year with the Junior League, and I'm with Brittany Collins. And Brittany, tell us your year of the Junior League and then what your mm, placements have been. Hello, my name is Brittany Collins. I am now a second year active and really excited about my time in the league, especially now that I can enjoy in-person activities and not over Zoom. Um, really excited about this experience today. Lovely, and that is exactly right. We are so happy to have the opportunity to meet volunteers and junior league members where they are. So if you're listening to us, great. If you still participate virtually, great, but we can't wait to see you all in person, perhaps through the placement that Brittany oversees and manages which is, and this is where you give us your drum roll elevator pitch of what it is that you do. So I am really excited to support with coalition building this year in the league. Uh, Certainly aligned with what I do in my day job, but to have the opportunity to do that on a broader scale alongside, you know, this amazing community of women who are working to ensure Atlanta is a better place. I am so excited to learn and meet more people as well. Lovely. So tell me where you work. And if there are any acronyms, I'm going to ask you to <laughs> say them just for those who might be new. We have lots of acronyms. So I work at GEARS, Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students. Uh, GEARS, our mission is to support high quality early learning and healthy development for Georgia's youngest children from birth to five by championing policies, promoting innovative and evidence-based practices, and building public will. I've been at GEARS for about three years and I lead PACT, here comes another acronym, PACT, Promise All Atlanta Children Thrive, which is our local place-based initiative really working around building um, public-private partnerships all around supporting young children, uh, ensuring that they are healthy, academically prepared, and ready to thrive as residents in the city. So connect the dots for our listeners. How are GEARS and PACT related to Junior League? That's a fantastic story. So my entree to Junior League was also when I was a new employee at Gears, and I met this bubbly person. Her name was Chris, and she said, hi, it's great to meet you. So packed as a placement this year. I was like, what is a placement? And I'm really, really excited yeah, to have support. Yeah, all the questions. All the questions. So Junior League... Uh, Um, has really played an instrumental role in serving on several PAC coalitions. One was our community engagement and community, I would say messaging and community engagement coalition, which league members sat on a a round table and really helped us frame a public awareness campaign that we launched in 2021, fall of 2021. Um, that included look testing designs, testing key messages, looking at our website to ensure that folks in the city of Atlanta, we had actionable messages and having the junior league around the table, leveraging your years of experience and just expertise in this field was tremendously helpful. Um, we've had junior league support on a second coalition in which we are working with school transitions so working with uh, k-12 systems nonprofit partners and parents to think about the school transition in the summertime and what experiences are in the city 
And what do they need? What are the gaps for their young children? And honestly, after engaging with the Junior League on those committees, I saw it was more than, you know, a cleanup day or let's plant a garden. And when I really understood how they were, the members were just deeply connected to the work and followed up and said, how can we help? How can we amplify this message? In my head, I said, they're like, they actually do community service and, you know, continue to show up. So based on those collective experiences as an employee, I decided to take the leap uh, and join the league. And it never hurts to have a past president on your staff, Lisa Dwyer. So she also, you know, influenced my decision, but it's been fantastic. So when you said Chris, we were talking about Chris Brodnan, who was slated as the president-elect after Cassandra or under Cassandra. So these are two pretty influential ladies. I'm so glad that they um, got to you and told you the Junior League mission. Something else you said that was really lovely to hear from um, your experience on the outside Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. if you will, is that you were seeing our transformational work versus our transactional work. And there's a place for both. Absolutely. And we do meet volunteers where they can if they really want to dig deep Mm -hmm. and give back their time, talent, and treasure on a long-term basis. Or if they want and choose to do JLA serves um, Mm -hmm. as a one-time lift. But I'm so glad that you saw that there's so much more. Absolutely. Than... um, what my mother from the 1960s, unfortunately, would say <laughs> is the lemonade and the gloves. That is not what it is anymore. Yes, yes. So tell us about what your experience in the league the last year has been like or the last couple of years. Yeah, um, so the majority of my time has been on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I have been able to engage in many in-person events. In fact, uh, connecting just the league to work again I had an opportunity to work with Joy and Cassandra when we hosted the Mayor's Forum in 2021. It was the fall during the election season and Gears host a mayoral forum and we did did that in partnership with Junior League. So being able to, you know, the planning on the back end to say what are some of the issues that our members have lifted up? What are Mm. some of the key issues we want to address in this city? I feel like that has been done before, so that might be a standing That is definitely a standing. We have a standing partnership. Great. Um, So I was excited just to continue to see the league weaved into our work. Um, Other opportunities when we launched the campaign that I referenced, the league posted it in newsletters. It was on our website. So as we're really corralling, you know, residents and city of Atlanta to have the backing of the league to say, hey, this is something that we're behind because it's an issue that's important to us. Let's all pitch in and do whatever it is that we need to do. And some, it was as simple as giving your email address and others, it was supporting us in literacy walks, like going to neighborhood events, doing canvassing. Mm. So really to be able, as in, I still call myself a newbie unless you're like five years in, I'm still learning <laughs> and it's COVID You're years. one of us now. <laughs> um, to be able to see organizations that have different layers, to be able to support community was important to me personally. It is important to me now, and you know I'm a mom of three, so sometimes I don't have the time to do those. Deep. Good for you! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, sometimes transactional is what I need to mm-hmm. stay close, and sometimes I can go deep. But as you referenced, I have the opportunity to do both, and it's just been a phenomenal organization to be engaged in. So, the council in the Junior League where we work mostly with PACT is under the Advocacy and Initiatives Council. I have 
the pleasure of being on that council for a couple of years with Chris. So I know it very deeply. Um, But for those who don't really understand or need to learn what all the councils are, can you give us a recap of of how we engage on Advocacy Council from your perspective Mm -hmm. through PACT? Yeah, so one, being on those, so just to back up, PAC Promise All Atlanta Children Thrive is a citywide alliance of public and private partners working to improve outcomes for young children. So the power for me is being able to bring different people around the table, whether that's philanthropists, policymakers, um, families that live in the city, or direct service providers. So in order to form strategy that's responsive to the needs of the city mm. in the city you need diverse perspective and how um, many people would be at that table um i would say our councils are around 15 to 25 mm-hmm. i try to keep them 15 to 25 is pretty large i try to keep them small enough where you can get work done but also inclusive to ensure that there's many voices and i i would say the league was instrumental in you know bringing some of the data to the table to say what are some of the key issues you're seeing helping us link other groups such as the league who are doing really great work how can we leverage their advocacy efforts and build on and just providing thought leadership i will mm-hmm. say and strategy so one example is one year on the league we had uh, chandra who is excellent in communications really helping us with ad designs we said oh, before yeah. these ads go up in the community we need some feedback and she put on her league hat thinking uh-huh. about our work with young children, but also her professional hat. So it's been many ways to engage. I think it's uh, it's been an opportunity for folks to lean in with whatever talent and treasure that they have. But what's also been exciting is whomever is on that council would share back with the league so the league yep. can proactively get behind some of those bigger initiatives in the city. And for those listening, a lot of that information, what is brought back to the league for action items, might come out in the online newsletter, The Insider, or even our magazine. So if there's call your legislator or come to the ropes with us in, I think, January or March, we'll have to double check that. Um, That information is shared with the members. So it's not held only at the council level, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. wonderful. And I love to see that um, deep entrenchment in the work and using our talents. Yes, yes. Uh, You know, something that I'm really proud of and I hope the league is proud because it has their footprint on it is in April of 2022, Mayor Dickens at his State of the Union address announced a $20 million investment in early learning for the wow. first time in the city's history. First and time in the history? First time wow, in the city's okay. history. The city's committing $5 million. He is leading the charge to help APS think through what their contributions can look like and also a private commitment of $10 million. But for a broad range of folks advocating for these issues. I don't know if it would have been able to make it on the mayor's agenda in the midst of so many challenges happening across the city. But what I do know is having a coalition of folks around the table, including the league, using Mm -hmm. their voice and history of service, we've been able to get early learning on the agenda for the first time and not just public awareness, but actually resources to be able to capitalize projects, resources, and services in the communities we serve. I love that. Someone once told me that no matter what room you're in, there is a junior league member there, <laughs> and don't mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I've been in lots of rooms with junior league members uh, as I'm continuing to learn the membership myself, but 
it's very rare that I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, if people have questions and want to research a little more on their own, where do they go to get additional information on GEARS or PACT? Oops. You can go to www.pactatl.org. So another question before we start sure. wrapping it up. What are some of the services that GEARS offers? Yes, so we are, again, research policy advocacy organization. So if you are interested in data to help you with planning, oftentimes we are supplying policymakers, community members with data and research to inform their decisions. When we think about the Capitol, when that gold dome is open, is ensuring that early learning issues are front and center. So action alerts, building coalitions, bringing different groups together across the state of Georgia to provide services and supports for our youngest children. Um, research is making sure that, you know, whatever best practices we have that are out, who is it working for and, and what are some of the outcomes. So we definitely support with research, advocacy, and policy. We are not a direct service organization, um, but we do support folks who are working on the ground to do services for children. Why is early childhood education important? Yeah, so, you know, when we think about the experiences that frame, uh, when we think about brain development, when we think about those parent or caregiver interactions, children are developing. They don't develop when they get to pre-K. They develop in utero. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we have policies, resources, and and laws, quite frankly, that are thinking about the experiences of caregivers of young children so that they're able to, you know, our children are able to live in homes where they have a caregiver available. Yeah. That's where policies such as paid family leave creep mm -hmm. in to ensure that, you know, women who are having children are actually have time available to bond with that child, but also have the economic resources to continue to provide with that, to provide for that child and their family. Um, we want to ensure that they're in language-rich environments and we're really growing their brains. I mean, yeah. if, you're not a, if you're not an early learning person, ensuring that we're able to grow their brains that little babies have, they continue to keep the brightness in their eyes and they are I'm getting an by... image of putting headphones on a pregnant belly and playing Shakespeare or poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's definitely um, one, of, one of the ways that we can support, but that's, that's what our work is about. It's specifically thinking about birth to five um, mm -hmm. and, and raising attention on those critical early years as it forms so much of the foundation for a child's life. Absolutely. So how can people get involved? Mm -hmm. We know that if someone wants to get involved as a league member, they can consider being placed mm -hmm. uh, on the Advocacy Council with PACT. How mm -hmm. else then can they get involved? Yeah, so, you know, a PACT Council is always an option when we are responding to specific issue areas in this city of Atlanta. Another way to support with GEARS is action alerts. We will always have action alerts happening. One, for example, is Earlier this year, we were dealing with a formula shortage, mm -hmm. and there are policies and laws that will enable mothers or caregivers in Georgia to be able to access formula that is in really rare supply. That issue we weren't planning for a month ago, yeah. or you know, two months ago, it, it just happened. So, being able to contact your policymaker so we have laws that remove barriers for families to serve their children. So, you know, never take 
action action alerts lightly. Legislators, they need stories to be able to make critical decisions. Um, so being able to use your voice and your influence is important. That's where our power comes in, is being able to galvanize groups like the League to leverage their influence, leverage their power and their time to draw awareness to some of these issues that prevent families um, from access and opportunity. I love the word galvanize. So um, last comment, there's a couple of words that I've picked up from what we've mm-hmm. said in our conversation tonight. Galvanize, transformational, yes. as in transformational giving back and transformational change. And Junior League, I'll say Junior League, <laughs> we're everywhere. And I'm so glad that we found you at your work and that we were able to um, inspire you to be part of the group. What three words would you leave for the listeners? Optimism, hope, and power building. Ooh, power building. Mm-hmm. That is what we do. Yes, it is. Well, again, if folks have questions, will you remind us of that lovely website that they could... www.pactatl.org. Thank you so much for remembering that. (laughs) Also, are there social media hashtags and uh, handles? Yes. um, On Instagram, it's at Pact, P-A-A-C-T-A-T-L. We have the exact same Twitter on uh, handle on Twitter. And we encourage you to follow along. If you tweet us, typically we use Make the Pack because we think there's a role for every person in this city. Uh, And we'd be more than happy to engage with you. Lovely. Thank you for your time. This has been such a joy. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org. Hi, I'm Stephanie Collett, and I am the chair for the 2022 Literacy Walk. Come join us at the Literacy Walk on Saturday, November 19th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Sutton Middle School. You can register for this event at www.jlawalk.org. 2022.eventbrite.com. We can't wait to go the extra mile for literacy with you.